Hey, Crosspoint, before I begin my message today, there are a couple things I would like to let you know about. Um, I know that uh, the holidays are right around the corner. In fact, some of you are already planning uh, some things and maybe even beginning to decorate and do those things. But I would like to remind you that not everyone wants to decorate. Not everyone is really looking forward to the holidays. Um, we're going to have a special service the Saturday after Thanksgiving, and it's called Blue Christmas. It's for people who really aren't ready to put up a tree or to start to sing. It's for people who really would rather grieve. Maybe someone they love or know uh, passed away this year. Maybe they're in the middle of a family separation or they've already gone through a divorce. They don't want to celebrate. They would rather just tell God that they really would rather cry. They need his comfort. They need his encouragement. That's what this service is all about, to, to say those things and to hear the encouraging words from God. So uh, if you know someone like that, or maybe that's even you, I encourage you to be with us on the Saturday after Thanksgiving at 6 p.m. And if you don't want to come to the church, you can watch online. Uh, watch for Blue Christmas, the Saturday after Thanksgiving at 6 p.m. Secondly, um, every week, you can hear us say this, we're here to help people find and follow Jesus. If you have never met Jesus when you're here, you're going to be introduced to Jesus. Or if you have met Jesus and you know Jesus, maybe you're trying to follow him better. Uh, one of the things that we've developed is a new series called Waypoint. Waypoint helps you to determine what your next step in following Jesus is really all about. You can find Waypoint on our website. Go to our website, crosspointma.org. Click on the top of the page where you see next steps and then drop down until you see Waypoint. When you click on that, you're going to find three short videos that you can watch. Videos that might help you to, to learn uh, about baptism. Maybe you have known Jesus, but you haven't been baptized yet. Maybe you have been baptized, but you are looking for a way to serve or maybe to connect with other people so that you can learn how to find and follow Jesus just like they're trying to follow Jesus. Whatever it might happen to be, be, go to Waypoint, look at those videos, and connect with us so that we can help you find your next step in following Jesus through Waypoint. Now on to uh, the message. The series that we're in right now is called Make It Personal, and it's a strategic way that you can personally help someone find and follow Jesus. That's what it's all about. Um, it was personal to Jesus, and he wants it to be personal to you and me. We see how personal it was in the life of Jesus when we read about his life and we learn the things that he did. Jesus personally touched people who were really sick. He personally spoke kindly and respectfully to people whose life had been immersed in scandal. Jesus personally wept at the tomb of a friend, and he personally played with children. And it was really personal to Jesus when he died on a cross for us. As I said, it was personal to Jesus, and because we're following him, it needs to be personal to you and to me. To illustrate how we can make it personal, we're taking a look at the uh, story of a man named Zacchaeus. 
we read that story in the book of Luke, and we've been going through that uh, story because it really does show how personal and uh, how real it was to interact with people, to help them know who Jesus was and what his ministry was all about. Last week, when uh, I introduced this topic, we talked about the importance of knowing someone's name. How we should, uh, when we meet someone, say their name out loud, say their name correctly, and maybe find out a little bit more story about their name. It really does matter when we do that. Uh, In the next couple of weeks, some other things we're going to learn is how to respond to someone in a way that replaces the shame that they might be carrying with them with hope to trade those things out. Also, maybe to learn how to uh, believe in someone's potential to do the things that are good to do the things that are right. That's in the next couple of weeks. Today, I want to talk to you about focusing on learning uh, what matters to people. It really is important. When we do this, we're going to answer their question, do you know what is important to me? Now, I'm going to read the story of Zacchaeus again, and as I do, I really would like to encourage you to, to just listen closely and see if you can find out What matters to Zacchaeus? Luke chapter 19, starting with the first verse. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through it. A man named Zacchaeus lived there. He was a chief tax collector. He was very rich. Zacchaeus wanted to see who Jesus was, but he was a short man. He couldn't see Jesus because of the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree. He wanted to see Jesus who was coming that way. Jesus reached the spot where Zacchaeus was. He looked up and said, Zacchaeus, come down at once. I must stay at your house today. So Zacchaeus came down at once and welcomed him gladly. Now all the people saw this, but began to whisper among themselves. They said, Jesus has gone to be the guest of a sinner. But Zacchaeus stood up. He said, look, Lord, Here and now I give half of what I own to those who are poor. And if I've cheated anyone out of anything, I will pay it back. I will pay back four times the amount I took. Jesus said to Zacchaeus, Today salvation has come to your house. You are a member of Abraham's family line. The Son of Man came to look for the lost and to save them. So, did you hear it? Did you hear what mattered to Zacchaeus? Think about that. And while you do, I want to ask you another question. Have you ever had a day where something happened, you were really busy, and something happened and you said, I don't have time for this? Have you ever had a really busy day on tap, so to speak, and you know that you're barely going to have enough time to get everything done, and uh, something or someone uh, who has the ability to take all your plans and push them sideways suddenly, in fact, does pop up and takes your plans and pushes them sideways. That's exactly what you and I just read. There's a lot going on in the life of Jesus. There's a lot getting ready to happen in the life of Jesus. And by any accounts, if you and I know how important the things are that are getting ready to happen, you might say that Jesus doesn't have time for Zacchaeus. 
This was the last recorded personal interaction that Jesus has with someone that we've never met yet in his life story. There were really important things, as I said, that were about to happen in the life of Jesus. Jesus is literally on his way to the cross. God's plan for Jesus was for him to die on the cross. And in doing so, his life would pay the price for my sin, for your sin, for everyone's sin. Jesus' death on the cross would make it possible for God to forgive sin. This was huge. What was getting ready to happen wasn't just going to change history. It was going to change eternity. I'd say that's a pretty big deal. This is why we celebrate Good Friday. It's why we celebrate Easter. It's why we celebrate, because it really was a big deal. Now, if you're looking for a comparable storyline, maybe, to help understand just how significant this was, think Frodo on his way into Mordor to destroy the Ring of Power. Think Harry Potter going back to Hogwarts to face Voldemort. It's that kind of pivotal thing. Only Jesus could do what Jesus was getting ready to do. This side trip that he takes with Zacchaeus really doesn't seem to measure up to the importance of what he was about to do. But Zacchaeus doesn't know this. I mean, good grief, no one knows what Jesus is getting ready to do. Only Jesus knows what he's getting ready to do. And yet, he takes time to do something that mattered to Zacchaeus. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't have the knowledge that Jesus had. I don't think you have the knowledge that Jesus had. I know that we don't have the power that Jesus had, but it's in this story that we see some things that Jesus did that uh, I think we can replicate, we can also do in the life of someone that we know so that we can help them find and follow Jesus. The first thing that Jesus did in discovering what mattered to Zacchaeus is he paid attention. That's what we can do, pay attention. Zacchaeus climbed a tree. A, a grown man, a, professionally, uh, a professional financial man climbed a tree to see Jesus. And Jesus was paying attention to that. I don't know if, it, uh, if we can really understand why it was important yet to Zacchaeus, but Jesus was paying attention. People will tell you what matters to them. Sometimes they will use words, sometimes they won't. It's not just what they say, it's what they don't say. It's the nonverbal communication they have. It's whether they're paying attention to what's going on or they're distracted. Observing those kinds of things can help us to know a little bit more about what matters to them. And once we uh, are attentive to that, then we can do what's next. We can ask questions, things that will clarify what really does or doesn't matter to someone. You and I, in order to understand what matters to someone, we really need to understand why it matters to them. That's really important. Uh, what was the reason for Zacchaeus' urgency? Why did he run ahead and climb a tree? I wonder, did Zacchaeus have family? Did something happen in his family or in his business maybe 
that wasn't able to be solved with money. Why was it so important that Zacchaeus see Jesus? What did he think Jesus was going to do? What did he think that Jesus could do? What Jesus actually knew about Zacchaeus, we really don't know. Uh, And while it really wasn't a question that Jesus asked, it was more a command, Jesus did say, I want to go to your house today. What do you think? Jesus invited himself into Zacchaeus' house. Maybe then he could ask Zacchaeus, you climbed a tree to see me. Why? Why'd you do that? Once we've asked some of those clarifying questions, then we can actually determine the next thing, and that is the perspective of the person that we're talking to. Consider their perspective on their life. In the movie The Way Back, actor Ben Affleck plays a man named Jack. He's an alcoholic construction worker who was a high school basketball all-star years earlier. When the coaching position at his alma mater opens up, the leader of the school contacts Jack to see if he'd be interested in coming back and bringing a team that had been losing a whole bunch back to the glory that he enjoyed when he was a player. The story, The Way Back, isn't about a high school basketball team that comes back to win a championship. It's about how Jack overcomes his alcohol addiction. The first half of the movie, uh, you see with awkward painfulness just how burdensome this is, not just to Jack, but to those around him. He uses alcohol to cope with his pain. He's verbally abusive. He's relationally abrasive. And with each interaction, you can just see this building and building. You get mad at him. You, you're frustrated with him. You know he's going to go take another drink and you're trying to tell him, no, don't do it. And he does it anyway. He knows how to help his players, but Jack doesn't know how to help himself. It's not until the second part of the movie when you understand where Jack's pain really comes from. You gain a different perspective. Years earlier, Jack had a young son that died from cancer. The pain is too much for him. And the only way he can deal with it is with alcohol. Once you see that, your entire perspective of Jack changes. You used to be mad at Jack, and now you have empathy for Jack. You used to be frustrated with Jack, and now you're cheering him on when he begins to make changes that will bring him back to health. That's the point. By by paying attention, by asking questions and understanding their perspective on life, you can really learn, you can discover what matters to people. And when you discover what matters to people, you're finally in a great position to do something about it, to engage in what matters to them. Jesus understood it wasn't simply enough to just say Zacchaeus' name. Jesus, now having uh, connected with Zacchaeus, was in a position to do something that mattered to Zacchaeus. And you know what? 
we are too. I want to let you know that during this holiday season, we're going to do something that matters for a whole bunch of people. We're connecting again with North Cottage in Norton. It's a place where people who are suffering from addiction uh, are, are trying to get back to a healthy lifestyle. They're going through a program that's going to give them their dignity back, give them their identity back. But while they're doing that, they aren't going to be in a position to get presents for their children. So we're getting a list of names and ages of kids and the things that they want, and we're going to buy presents for those kids for Christmas. If you're interested in that, if you're interested in doing something that matters for someone, I want to encourage you to do one or even two things. Number one, you can uh, go to the QR code that you're going to see on the screen and, and, and link in and just sign up. Say, I want to buy a Christmas present for a child. And, or maybe you say, I, I don't have time to do that, but I can give you some money so you can buy a present for the child, so the church can buy a present for the child. You can do one or both of those things. Go to the QR code that you see on the screen and, and sign up because that will actually make a difference. It will do something that matters for someone. Right now, um, we want to do that. Because we can make a difference. We're paying attention. We're asking questions. We understand their perspective. And we're going to do something that matters to someone. That's really what we're supposed to do. That's how we can help someone find and follow Jesus. You know, it really doesn't matter if someone knows that you know Jesus until you know them. You might have heard it say, it doesn't matter how much you know. It, people don't care how much you know. They just want to know how much you care. There's a significance there. We need to pay attention. We need to ask questions. We need to understand their perspective so we can understand what matters to them. And once we understand what matters to them, we will have earned the opportunity to tell them about the most important person that has ever walked the earth. Jesus, who really did something that mattered to everyone. God, thank you so much for Jesus. Thank you for sending him to die for us. Thank you for allowing him to forgive our sin by dying on the cross. God, it's, it's a, a debt that we could never pay, and so you paid it for us. God, people are hurting. People are exhausted. They are worn out. They are tired. They're tired of elections. They're tired of viruses. They're tired of, of being able to not being able to uh, see their friends, see family. They're tired of uh, being told what to do and what not to do and things changing all the time. God, you never change. You are always the same. God, that's why we want to tell people about Jesus. That's why we want to tell them about what he's done for us. So help us to pay attention, to ask questions, to do things that matter. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.